Good afternoon and welcome to DermCast TV. My name is Jennifer Winter and I'm pleased today to bring you a discussion about how to become a leader of the SDPA. I'm here to introduce to you Jennifer Connor, who is the President-Elect of the SDPA and Renata Block who is the Chair of the Constituent Relations Committee. Uh, Jennifer, uh, we're talking today about how to become an SDPA leader, so let's start mm -hmm. with you. Sure. Currently you're president-elect and you'll begin your tenure as president on July 1st. It's mm -hmm. coming right up. Tell us what sparked your interest about getting involved with the SDPA. Sure, so it was really um, interactions with other SDPA leaders that made me want to get involved. And then once I was involved, just the bonds and, and seeing the amount of work and, and the things that we could accomplish together is what has kept me here. Wonderful. Renata, serving on a committee, certainly being a committee chair or being a board member can be very time consuming. Most of our people are practicing PAs, a few of them are students. Can you tell us uh, what you would have to say about the time commitment of being a leader? The time commitment actually depends on how many people you have on your committee. And we have several committees in the, within the SDPA and we actually help each other out a lot. Um, so if you need to have an extra hand in a task or anything like that, we can always depend on each other to get that task done in a timely manner. So Excellent. bottom line is it's what you can provide to the SCPA because we are all volunteers and some people can volunteer maybe an hour or two hours a week and some people can volunteer a little bit more. But all of that together is really important. Excellent. Thank you. Jennifer, can you tell us what the rewards are to you for serving as an SDPA leader? Sure. I think, you know, the number one thing is, is knowing that I'm doing something for my profession. Um, so the PA profession has been around for a while and we continue to make advances and, and it's nice to know that, that I can be a small part of that um, and also to hopefully serve as an influence to future leaders. Renata, can you tell us about an instance that was particularly rewarding for you during your time as a leader? Um, actually, there are a lot of rewards when you do volunteer work in any aspect. Being a constituent relations committee chair, I help build state affiliates and um, I think that is so important to the SDPA because we create a synergy with the states as well as liaisons representing those states and that in itself is rewarding that we can make a difference and have that voice individually with each state. Excellent. Jennifer, can you tell us what the SDPA looks for when uh, looking for volunteer leaders? Uh, what sorts of things might make a good leader and what you would say to somebody who thinks that they may not be qualified or might not make a good leader? Sure. Um, you know, the number one thing is just having a passion. So half of, of being a leader and, and really being able to enjoy it is finding something that you're passionate about. And so the SDPA has a lot of avenues and, and, and ways for people to get involved. And the people who have stayed around the longest and, and really been dedicated to the organization is because they found something that they're really passionate about. Um, I would say for people who, who don't think that they have the skills to become a leader, everyone really has the skills to become a leader. It's just a matter of finding out what your strengths are. So everyone in leadership right now, we're not all good at the same things. And so what makes it great is that we, we put all of our strengths together as one team. Excellent. Renata, you're currently the chair of the Constituent Relations Committee for the SDPA. How did you become the chair of that committee? I was actually approached by a, another leader within the SDPA. I have been acti actively involved with my state affiliate, which is Illinois, and um, making that a successful 
association or society basically allowed me then to share my experience and allow other states to follow that same path. Thank you. Jennifer, what are some of the areas that the SDPA most needs volunteers to help with? So I'd say if we, if we look at the things that are most important to our members, um, continuing to grow our member benefits, so our membership committee, and then education is the number one thing that our members value. And so we always need help with our conference planning committee and our distance CME, um, which is evolving currently, so we could absolutely use volunteers there. I want to point out that basically the society is the largest specialty society um, in dermatology for physician assistants and the only way we got here is through people who volunteered. So mm -hmm. to, to continue that momentum I think it's very very important to have um, new people come on board and um, make the society even better than it already is. Right. It helps to have new ideas, new people Absolutely. always coming in, not, mm -hmm. the not recycling the same ideas all the time. Absolutely. Excellent. Do you feel like there are specific requirements to becoming involved with the SDPA? Well, I think Jennifer was right. I think you have to have passion. And one thing that I noted with dermatology physician assistants is we already have a passion for our profession. and extending that to give back to our profession I think is very important and basically it it all falls into place once you start with the SDPA you can't leave because there's always something else that needs to be done and working together makes it happen. Jennifer you're now president-elect if I wanted to be president-elect how would I go about that? Sure so we do have um, some requirements to run for that position and so um, leaders have to have served three out of the past five years in either a committee chair or a board of directors position to run for the president-elect position. Um, I think it is important you know before you would step into this position to have some experience you need to know what the organization is about and how we operate and so I, I think it's always a good idea to start as a committee member, a committee chair and then work your way up onto the board of directors and then into this position so that you can truly be comfortable and, and lead the organization well. Excellent. That helps. It's reassuring for somebody who's thinking about that position to know that they're not going to be dropped in high level. They dip a toe in and work on up. Absolutely. Thank you. Jennifer, if a dermatology PA who is not a member came up to you and asked, why join the SDPA? What's the importance or the value of the SDPA to them? What would you tell them? Sure. I would tell them, first and foremost, the SDPA offers the premier education for dermatology PAs in this country through our conferences, our distance CME program, and our journal. But also, the SCPA is, is very committed to continuing to build our relationship with dermatologists and also improve the perception of dermatology PAs with the public. Jennifer and Renata, thank you very much for joining me today to discuss how to become an SDPA leader. Thank you for joining us for DermCast TV for the latest and greatest from the SDPA.